Hey, it's Josh Cohen from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to episode 24 and a half of Orlando Magic UK's Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, We'll come to the reasoning why it's 24 and a half shortly. Uh, Before I begin, though, uh, let's welcome um, my usual comrades, Paul and Mikey. How are we both? All good here, matey. All good here. Like you say, handed you the uh, title today as as an England rugby fan. Not sure I like that, but there we go. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Mikey, how are you, mate? Yeah, you're the only Welshman that doesn't care about rugby, as I know. Yeah, but, you know, it's nice to win something, isn't it? Let's be honest. Especially at the expense of the English AG. Oh, yeah. Got to be dead. Got to be dead. So, uh, we're delighted to be joined today by a UK Magic fan, uh, Neil Piper. How are we, Neil? Doing good. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome. Uh, we, we, we've known each other since 2015, I think it is, Neil. So um, t- tell us before we get to uh, business, a uh, little bit of introduction on yourself. Um, when and how did you become a fan of the Magic? Um, well, it's a bit of a strange one, really. I um, got into basketball mid-90s. Um, obviously, it was starting to grow over here. Uh, I've been to see the Sheffield Sharks British basketball team, which obviously not quite the same as the NBA, but uh, still that was starting to grow in uh, pop popularity and um i remember asking my mum for a basketball jersey for my birthday um so she said that i needed to pick pick one out because obviously she didn't know anything about it really uh so i went into my local town um there was a strange shop there um sort of sold lots of weird things like workmen's (laughs) uniforms and uh like army gear and then where that was going yeah, <laughs> and uh, it had this sort of one wall that had. I don't know if you remember the starter jackets back in the nineties, like yeah, you know, you had your big, bright, colourful jackets, and they had obviously the Chicago Bulls standard for that time. Uh, they had a Hornets one, um, and then they had three jerseys up on the wall. They had uh, Michael Jordan's Bulls jersey had a Larry Johnson Hornets jersey. And then the third one was a Penny Hardaway black pinstriped uh, Magic jersey. So I saw that and I thought, wow, I'm, I'm definitely ha- having that. And uh, from there, sort of, obviously I was about 11, 12-ish. So knew a few places in the States, uh, Orlando being the main one and thought, well, I'll start to follow them. And I remember um, checking the scores coming through on Teletext. He used to, change round about eight eight o'clock nine o'clock in in the morning and I'd be waiting for the scores to refresh from the previous night to see if the magic had won um page so yeah, three, sort of, three something like that yeah it was weird <laughs> I remember there was one day where it just didn't uh update from the previous night at all so I don't you know this was obviously way way pre-internet times um so yeah and it's just sort of grown from there to now where I'm a fully fledged very very loyal for my sins uh fully paid up magic fan good man and of course we met back in 2015 wasn't it we were uh, waiting to see matt keller who um, sits sat alongside paul porter um for a game against the chicago bulls wasn't it and um, my wife and i and, and your wife and yourself um we met each other and we're like you're british and it was a yeah. bit of a shock <laughs> to the system wasn't it it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matt was... Um, it's actually a, a, a bit of a funny story about how I met Matt because um, me and my sister were waiting on the concourse of the old Amway Arena um, during one... I think we went in maybe 2006-ish and Matt was an, an intern for the Magic at, at the time and he and his friend came up and said, oh, we, we really need someone to do an on-court game during the first time out. Would you be up for it so we were obviously like oh yeah definitely um it was actually it was a bit of an unfair game really because the game involved me and my sister against this other pair 
And we had to take these big jigsaw pieces and solve this logo. And the other pair had to do the same, except we got the magic logo and the other pair got the, the logo of Smoky Bones Bar and Grill. So obviously we <laughs> knew the magic logo relatively well. So, so it was a bit of an unfair contest, really. Um, but yeah, so obviously new Matt since then, and he's arranged so many things for me there, sort of watching the guys warm up and uh, going on the court after the game for post-game photos and, and things. So Matt's been great. And then obviously we met, and I know that you've gotten to know Matt since then as well. Yeah. And of course, the Magic won that game, 105-103 against the Chicago Bulls. So we got to see, you know, Pau Gasol, Joakim Noah, Derek Rose, uh, Jimmy Butler, Nikola Mirotic. I think it was an Oladipo shot with two seconds to go. Yeah, it's funny, actually, because I, I had picked you and Amy out in the crowd. And after Oladipo hit that three, sort of turned to my left and I could just see you going completely crazy after <laughs> it was quite funny, really. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, so we'll get to a few more questions with you, Neil, if you don't mind. We'll just do the usual uh, magic roundup for the week. Uh, so I'll quickly uh, whiz through this and get your thoughts on a couple of topics. Um, so as we all know, since our last uh, recording, All-Star Weekend has been... Uh, the skills challenge, uh, Nick Vucevic defeated Robert Covington in the quarterfinal and Chris Paul in the semifinal before eventually bowing out to DeMontis Sabonis in the final in what was a, a very close final and you know it could have gone either way. Just uh, if you if put less arc on it, um, Vucevic could have gone through. Um, to win it. And then the All-Star game itself. Team LeBron won the game 170 to 150 with Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo capturing the MVP award, going 16 for 16 from the field, which is an All-Star record, uh, on his way to 35 points. Vucevic registered 5.7 rebounds in 13 minutes of action. Uh, so we got on the scoreboard like he wanted. Uh, Mikey, your thoughts on the weekend? Or the day, really? Yeah, the evening. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, the main thing was just to see Vooch out there for a second appearance. Um, I don't think any of us were really expecting anything big from him. The All-Star game is more about guards, isn't it? And yeah. hoisting threes from half court. And Ali, I think we've seen Steph within alley-oop and Chris Paul during the game. Um, yeah, I, I was disappointed Vooch didn't win the, uh, the skills challenge. The in, One interesting tidbit from that, if you guys didn't notice, in the first two rounds when he beat uh, Covington and Chris Paul. He was on the left-hand side of the court. And then when he played Sub uh, Sabonis in the final, he was actually switched to the right-hand side. So whether that threw him off a little bit, don't know. But he had three shots to win to win the, the skills challenge and didn't come off. Um, yeah, and he, I, I said it on the uh, Magic Sound Off the other day. I just wanted to see him shoot threes because that was the only way he was really going to get on the board. And he shot, he shot one of five which wasn't the best of the games, but yeah, it was it was good to see him out there and he represented the Magic well. So hopefully he'll be back next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to uh, our two regular season games. Um, so on Thursday night, we faced the Miami Heat. Uh, Terrence Ross, uh, Evan Fournier, Cole Anthony, James Ennis remained sidelined. However, Aaron Gordon did return on limited minutes. He registered nine points on three of eight shooting in 14 minutes. Uh, the game was competitive throughout. Uh, we hung around, however, defending the three-point line and executing down the stretch cost us. Um, strong contributions from Vucevic with 24 points and 17 rebounds. Bacon with 21. Carter Williams, 17 to lead the Magic, but we lost 111 to 103. And then last night, we played the San Antonio Spurs on a back-to-back -back in Texas. Uh, the Magic used their 17th different lineup for this one, with Aaron Gordon being rested. Uh, Starting Michael Carter-Williams, Dwayne Bacon, Chumo Kiki, Alfaro Camino, and Nick Vucevic. Uh, uh, AG, Ross, Fournier, Ennis still out on the team limiting AG's minutes. So, yeah, we're just taking it careful with him. Uh, the Magic started off well in Q1, scoring 29, but only managed 48 points the rest of the way. Vucevic led the effort with 26 and 9. Bacon was the only one to ever want to score double digits, registering 15. Hostel Kiki made his first start scoring eight. So, Paul and Neil, uh, thoughts on uh, the two 
regular season games that we've had in the last two nights? Neil? Um, well, it's a, the game against the Heat was pretty good in the sense that we hung around. Um, but out of the two, especially when you're on a back-to-back like that, to me, if you don't end up winning that, that one, the Spurs one was never going to be won. Um, I think it's just hard to evaluate the team with the injuries where they're at currently. Um, and it's actually, you're seeing that the Heat are starting to get players back. and They've kind of managed to turn things around. Um, but I thought the guys put in a decent effort. Um, but it is, you know, it's one of these things where when you're going to get scores where I think t- they lose by 30, 20 something, 30 something to the Spurs. So I, I think it was. Sort of, it was yeah, yeah. 104, 77. So I, I think that it's just when, when the second part of the schedule came out and then you see that they're back playing the Heat at home Sunday night and then three days off, then they have to travel to New York and then back home for a back-to-back, I think, again with the Nets. And I just think that the schedule isn't helping them, the injuries isn't helping them. They're sort of doing the best that, that they can. Um, it's just one of those things. I think I'm sort of counting down towards the end of the season now, really. Yeah, and Paul? I don't think Phil Jackson on in, on his finest day could get our team to win at the minute. Um, it's it's no criticism. <laughs> it's just what it is. You've got, you look last night, four starters, your leading scorer from the bench, solid role player uh, in Ennis, and your backup point guard are all absent. Well, I'm sorry, you've, you've took the heart of the team. After that, you are talking about players that were expected to be playing... Um, backup minutes who are playing huge, huge minutes for the team. Um, you know, Dwayne Bacon, Michael Carter-Williams are both stepping up and doing a good job. Although, like Mikey said to me earlier today, wasn't over-impressed with Michael Carter-Williams last night. Wasn't his best game um, for us. But, you know, look, both games for me, the problem that we had was too many live ball turnovers which allowed for easy points. And the number of fouls that we gave in both games was way above our season average. Um, And that gave, again, easy points. It put us in trouble. Um, It was good to see Aaron Gordon return uh, for 14 minutes. He acquitted himself quite well in that period of time. Vooch was superb. Um, Miami, yeah, I, I was quite happy with the performance. But we seem to just lose that ability to fight towards the end as Jimmy Butler put the heat on his shoulders and carried him. He was he was fantastic on me up down the stretch. Last night the Spurs, ouch! It's it was one of those games. Um, right, the the stat that Dante came out with on his I think it was his moment with Dante um, about the time demands on the trip on this road trip was. I, incredible that you're looking at a maximum of if if you were lucky six hours sleep from the point of landing to then having to get up to go and have uh, COVID testing. That's not allowing a team to play at any sort of um, peak performance level, and that's going to impact besides your injuries. So it's what it is. Like like Neil said, we're counting down to the end of the season and seeing where we end up. It's what it is. Yeah. Um, so I have a bit of news uh, occurred this week. So they, we had a, a preview before the season of the earned jersey. So the Magic announced that the earned jersey will be worn on three outings this year, which are the games on April the 9th versus Indiana, April the 11th against the Bucks, and April 12th against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, um, this jersey is awarded to all 15 teams who make the postseason last year. Features the Magic's primary icon ball within a swoosh, front and centre, with a cascade of stars within a blue stripe along the side of the jerseys and shorts. Uh, the jerseys will be available for pre-sale at the Magic Team Shop at Amway Centre or online at orlandomagicshop.com starting on March the 18th. Um, do you like Did it? you write that, Garant? No, I took that off the Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Too professional for me, that. <laughs> Did it say swoosh as well? I like the way you said that. Right? <laughs> That's just not a well, that is just not a Welsh word, is it? 
No, no, it's that. I think no. you've never said that before in your life. No. <laughs> Swoosh. <laughs> so we say in Wales. Uh, do you guys like it? I do. Yeah, I think it's a nice shirt. Um, and you know, I'm not. I don't particularly do white shirts, but I like that one. Yeah, I think it looks good. Cool. Um, moving on then. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, the Magic have a program called Magic Sound Off. So please remember to tune into the weekly fan interaction platform called Magic Sound Off, hosted by Mackenzie Thurkill, and that's available on YouTube. It can be found on the Magic social media accounts. Uh, Mikey's guested twice on episodes one and two, um, and I joined them today uh, for episode three, and I think Paul's slated to be in for one of the next ones. So check it yeah, out. Five. It's a bit of, bit of fun and, um, you know, a bit of good banter. Um, moving on, the Lakeland Magic G League champions. It's nice to say champions, isn't it? <laughs> um <laughs> So on Thursday night, the G League final took place between our very own Lakeland Magic and the Delaware Bluecoats. Lakeland won the game and the title by a way of a 97-78 victory. Devin Kennedy led the way and won the Most Valuable Player Award with 22 points, but all 10 players checked into the game and registered at least five points. Uh, so a good, strong team balance there. Um, other players that you might might be aware of that played, uh, Kareem Manet, John Tesk, Robert Franks, and Andrew Rousey. Uh, the team has de uh, defended superbly, smothering their opponents throughout the playoffs and you know, won games by double digits. Shot the ball extremely well. Uh, been really impressed watching their recaps and the highlights. Um, and I think one of the games, uh, they set a G League uh, record by yeah. hitting tw 23 three-point shots, uh, which is very impressive. So, you know, credit's got to be given to the coaching staff and, you know, build it, building that sort of academy. Um, so your thoughts, guys, on uh, a G League championship? Go on, Mikey. Yeah, well, I mean... Oh, go on, Mikey. Oh, go on. Oh, go on sorry, Neil. Neil. Oh, sorry, no, yeah, OK. Well, I mean, I think it... it when uh, was Was it not Alex uh, Martins who said that we'd win the championship by 2030? <laughs> I hope he wasn't talking about this one, but... It's still an achievement, so that's a good thing. Um, I, th I think exactly <laughs> as, you, as you said. That's really tickled uh, you, Paul, isn't it? It has, yeah. yeah that's good. Fantastic. I like that. It's yeah. really good. Um, I think that, you know, huge credit. For, first of all, let's not for, forget that every G League player that's gone in there has been in the bubble environment similar to the NBA players where, however, they're being paid a fraction of their money. I'm not saying it's a hard life, but I'm saying, you know, well done to those guys for sacrificing that and for serving up some pretty decent basketball. I think you've got to give credit to Stan Heath and the coaching staff um, and the players, obviously, for pulling out. So I think they were the sixth seed going into the final, sorry, going into the playoffs. I know it was only a, like a, a knockout tournament, so it's not like you were playing best of seven or anything. So really anything can happen. But yeah, it is nice to see Magic and Champions in the same sentence. Um, my only small gripe, and this isn't to do with this year's team, just generally, is I think that we've got to remember that the whole point of the Lakeland Magic should be to develop players for the Orlando Magic. Now for me through Rob Hennigan's time. I know it wasn't the Lakeland Magic back then, it was the Erie Bayhawks that was our affiliate team. But back in his time and through the Weltman and the Hammond times, I can only really think of Ken Birch, who spent any time in the developmental league, whether it was a D League or the G League, who's actually come onto the roster and done anything in the NBA. Um, so I'd like to see... And I know we've had some guys come up. I remember the likes of uh, Garino and... Marcus George Hunt and people like that who play sort of signed a 10 day and then went away playing overseas now. I just, I'd like to, I hope what comes from this is one or two, especially if we're going to continue losing this season, let's get one or two of these younger guys up from Lakeland to play for the big team. I one example would be obviously um, Chess and Randall's currently our point guard uh, backing up MCW. And he, I think he's 27 or 28. Now, I'm not okay. saying that you, 
I'm not saying that your development ends at that age, but to me, I'd be looking at someone like Devin Kennedy, uh, who's I think only 23, obviously had a good season in the G League bubble. Should he not be brought in? Let's see what he can do, maybe one for the future. Um, and maybe bring up one or two other guys and see. Because I just think that, yeah, well done. The championship, absolutely brilliant for them. But in terms of if it doesn't benefit the big team, then it's almost losing its point, if you get one I mean. Yeah. Mikey? Yeah. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because if you look at what the Lakeland Magic have done since 2017 when the Magic bought the Bay, Bay Airy Bayhawks and moved them to Lakeland, I nearly got that wrong then. Um, they, um, they, they, that first season, they went, they finished, uh, they finished second and, and lost in the first round. 2018 19, they finished first and lost in the conference finals. And then last year they were first before the season got cancelled due to COVID. This season, all right, they, they changed the format and they normally play 50 games in the regular season. They only played 15 and obviously condensed the bubble down just to try and get a season in. They've rapidly improved year on year of what they've been doing. Um, and I just think... Um, I, I agree with, with what Neil's saying about bringing some of these younger players through. I mean, Devin Kennedy... Kareem Mane, John Tesk, and there's one other that's uh, forgot off the top of my head, uh, Robert Franks, all were Franks, part of this yeah. magic uh, pre-season roster. Um, so they have had a little bit of a taste, and obviously we were expecting a little bit more without the injuries this season. Um, but I think the part of the thing with the Lakeland Magic is they want that team playing with the same sort of structure, the same sort of schemes that the, the Orlando Magic play with. So that if you do call up these players that might get that opportunity, they they already kind of know where they should fit in, in and in and amongst this roster. Um, I think it's great. I mean, so they've only been there. They've only been in Lakeland for three years, and they've gone and won a championship. They made the conference finals the year before last. Um, yeah, we just want to see one of the two of these players get given a chance, especially the second half of the season. Devin Kennedy's definitely got to be up near the top of that list. Um, so. It'd be interesting to see what, what the Magic do with some of these players on the roster. But yeah, good times. Happy days. Paul? Yeah, I think it's time for us to have a number 30 on the roster in in Canada, definitely. Um, he, what more has he got to do to prove it? That he's, that he's worth the chance. He's he's played really well in, that, in the bubble. Um, I suppose bonus for us now that the G League bubble is over, we get Kareem Mane back. Um, which at least it's another fit body, so that's not that's that's a bonus. But they've done fantastically well. Um, I can only voice what the what the guys have already said, um, and completely agree about bringing people through. Uh, I was over there in Orlando at this time in 2018, and we were similarly hit by injuries at that point. We'd got Aaron Gordon out, we'd got Evan Fournier out, Terence Ross, Jonathan Isaac went down whilst I was over there, um, and. If memory serves me right, the you were seeing lots of time with uh, Rodney Purvis. Uh, Ken Birch was playing. Um, I forget who the who was coming on and doing the point guard side of things. But Wes Wonder had spent some time, I think, in the G League that season as well. He'd been was he on a two way at that point, um, and they were playing really, really well. Um, they they showed heart, they showed hustle, and they tried every minute that they were given. Um, I think you, you've you got to look at giving people the opportunity to prove that um, they can do something for you in on a bigger stage. So, John, yeah, fully support. Jonathan Isaac also spent some time playing for Lakeland as well a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, so yeah. They, they have used them, and I think it's a lot easier with them just down the road than when they were playing up in Pennsylvania when they were there. But, yeah, let's get Devin Kennedy on the, on the Orlando Magic. That's right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Time for a pl plug. Apologies. Uh, so, if you're looking to buy the new City Edition Magic jersey, which I believe NBA U are having in at the end of this month, uh, please don't forget to use our affiliate links to NBA EU and Fanatics for all your Orlando Magic, NBA, NFL, and sports apparel needs. Uh, and remember to use the 10% discount we've got, which is Magic UK 10. Uh, and all the affiliate links can be found on our social media pages. 
Um, so here we go. Time to speak to Neil. Um, um, so you reside in Doncaster. You're a Sheffield Wednesday fan, and more importantly, you're an Orlando Magic fan. <laughs> he told me not and, to say about the Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, we're about thing. to say. <laughs> and there end there ends the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what are your thoughts, Neil, on the current team and roster um, and how far could a health, healthy roster have gone this season? Well, I think we're, we're in a bit of a strange situation, really, because I, I kind of think that my excitement le- level overall is still relatively high. But since the Fultz injury, it's just got to be paused for a few months. Um because I do think that I think what we saw at the start of this season, granted it was an easier schedule, but with the four and zero start and then the six and two start, is I think we really started to see, especially with Fultz coming on as that primary ball ball handler, a ball handler, and the guy um, initiating the offense, is for the first time guys start started to fit into those proper roles, and that was even without Ji playing. Um, so rather than having Evan run the pick and roll constantly with Vooch, he was shooting more threes, he was cutting to the basket more, and Fultz was being given, I think with uh, DJ having uh, moved on, Fultz had been given much more re- responsibility. So um, obviously then Fultz got injured and everything changed. It kind of pushed people into these roles that isn't what you wanted. So whereas I think Cole Anthony's looked promising, you don't really want him starting and playing 35 minutes a game as a rookie, especially one who hasn't had a full off-season summer summer league and training camp and all that. Um, and then I think some of, the line-out, some of the line-ups that we've had to trot out, I mean, the line-up last night against the Spurs, there was a few earlier in the season on the last West, West Coast trip where we've got about five centres in one guard, and it's just a nightmare to watch. And um, but then when you think around the league, I mean, if we if we accept that Vooch is our best our our best player, he obviously he's been an ever present this season. But we've pretty much lost players two, three, four, five. You could argue six and seven in terms of you know lights of eyes at faults. Fournier's missed a lot of time. Ag's missed a lot of time. So I think that. I'm quite happy almost to lose the majority of the rest of this season, get a high draft pick in what's supposed to be a very good draft. Uh, and But this is with the caveat that these guys come back healthy next season because, you know, J.I., I'm desperate for him to come back and play well. And I know we've given him this four-year deal, but, you know, he hasn't really yet proven that he can stay healthy. Fultz, I don't think they'll be back till the new year if you think about the timeline of his injury. So I think that uh, excitement level-wise, I am still feeling good about the future. And it's interesting now with the trade deadline coming up, you can see there's a lot of teams are sniffing around our, our, our guys as if we're sort of going to have a fire sale. And I would argue, well, to me, a guy like Vooch is the perfect centre for someone like Fultz to play with. He's on a... Uh, deal that goes down each season in terms of its monetary value. Um, you know, AG can be that forward. Can he play with JI? We haven't really had enough evidence of that yet. I believe that they can do. So I think that we've got to let things kind of ride out, accept this season for what it is, be thankful that, n- that none of us have been allowed to travel over there to watch it, uh, and then just hope that we come back next, next season stronger. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Mikey? Yeah, listening to you talk, who's your uh, favourite player of this current roster? Is it Fultz? I'm getting a hint. Well, I do like Fultz, but I think overall, this is not necessarily all for his play on the on the court, but I have to say uh, MCW is probably my favourite player. That's more because of where he's he's come, he's come from, a guy who was essentially out of the league. Uh, and then we gave him a 10-day deal. He did well, gave, gave him another one. And he managed to managed to get that back into a sort of a two-year deal. And when you think for a guy who was rookie of the year and people thought he was going to be the next big thing, um, he's come along really, really well. I love the energy that he brings. However, I will say 
not at point guard. He's a shooting guard yeah. for me now. Yeah, there's there's too much being asked of him at the moment. I said absolutely, this, yeah. I said this to you, Paul, didn't I? He yeah, is, absolutely, we all a, agree. Not a good passer. And last night, uh, it, it, well, that's the reason we're in this predicament because we've got players that are playing out of their depth and there's too much yeah. being asked of them at the moment. Um, who, who's your favourite all-time Magic player? It's got to be Penny. Massive, huge Penny, Penny fan. He's the sort of guy that I follow when I was younger and obviously first jersey as well. So, yeah, definitely him. Good times. Um, have you got any standout highlights or memories being a Magic fan? I know you've had a few trips to Orlando over the years. Yeah. Um, I think that probably the 09 finals run uh, stands out just because I think when you, obviously I know that you guys have been over for the, for the playoffs and it's just a different kettle of fish in terms of the atmosphere and banners up around the city and people like talking to you when you've got your um, magic gear on and things like that. So uh, yeah, that 09 finals run, also, because everybody wants, I mean, over because I was over there for the very start of it, and everybody, like all the TV adverts were Kobe versus LeBron. Everybody wanted those guys in, in the finals, and we, we just played spoiler. No one gave us any chance to beat the Celtics in game seven, yeah. and we did it. Uh, no, no one gave us any chance to beat the Cavs, and we pretty much, we almost blew them out 4 0. Um, if it wasn't for that LeBron game winner, I think that, that we would have gone and done that. So, uh, yeah, just a f- fabulous time. Just a shame that Court- Courtney Lee missed that layup. And I think could think it was a, a goal ten. It was a goal <laughs> ten. You're absolutely right, Karen. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> so we know the uh, the Magic Rushmore or, or is pretty much set with Dwight, Shaq, Penny, and T Mac. But who would you say is your favourite? What would you be? What would you put together as your favourite Magic starting five? So favourite players. So it doesn't have to be best players, that but your favourite players throughout the year, throughout the years. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So obviously uh, Penny, who I've spoken about, and then uh, T Mac's got to be in there as as well. Rashad Lewis, JJ Reddick could be my four. So I've, it's actually funny because somebody asked asked me this question about uh, a week or so ago. And I've always known what my top four are, but that fifth one, there's been a few guys. So I have, because Geraint sent me this as a question a couple of days ago, I thought, right, I really need to nail it down now. So I'm going to go for Daryl Armstrong as my fifth. Um, just a guy who brought brilliant energy. You know, again, someone who probably shouldn't really been in, in the league to begin with. Um, and I love, I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen any of his interviews when he was being brought into the Magic Hall of Fame, but, uh, he was on a couple of pod, podcasts and he just cried. Every time he talks about that heart and hustle team, he just bursts into tears and him and Bo Outlaw sort of uh, reminisce. It just shows how, how much those, those guys cared. Um, and I like that it kind of harkens back to a time in, in the NBA where it, it wasn't all about teaming up and trying to win. It was about, you know, I, I want to beat you, you know? Yeah. So you're playing Rashad as you stretch five. I'm playing a Golden State Warriors type offense. Let's win by like uh, 150, 140 type. Yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> so what's, what's yours then, Paul? Because you, you obviously haven't been following the Magic quite as long as we have. Um, so what's your five? Right. Well, you know full well who my point guard's going to be. You know I'm going for DJ because I just love the guy. Uh, oh, I think he was I've... great. I thought you were going to go with Melvin Fraser's junior at the point guard. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he's probably going to be my sixth man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's hard because do I go with what I've what I've since I've been a fan, or yeah. do I go with history? Where obviously T Mac T Mac is has got to be in there at that point. Um, you're not far off then picking. The the outstanding five, but if you've we're met, going you've, on, you've met him, so you can have that one. Oh, okay, <laughs> then T Max in, mate. Then T Max in because the guy, absolute gem. Um, if I can have that, then Nick can go in as well. <laughs> Nick and Bo. Uh, you can to be fair, you can put a decent five out on the players I bet. Um, mate, I'd I'd probably bring Tobias in there. I think the guy uh, was was quality. 
Um, Vooch is an obvious for for the modern age. Yeah, something around that, mate. Off the top of my head. G, so you're similar to Nils. To Nils, sorry. Uh, Penny, uh, Nick, obviously. Um, T Mac. Shocker. That's a shocker. Uh, the four position I found quite hard. There's a couple I'd, I like, but I like a couple of unsung heroes. It could have been Ryan Anderson, Richard Lewis, Horace Grant. But I go with Pat Garrity. Just like how he spaced the floor. Um, just, you know, blue collar guy. Um, and then at centre, he took us to the Eastern uh, to the NBA finals in 2009 whilst, you know, being a fan. Uh, and I'm not picking Shaquille. So I'll go with Dwight Howard. And I'm going to go with the same... Yeah. I'm going to go with the same five, except I'm playing Jameer over Penny, just because I didn't start following the Magic till 2002. So he's you before. put Pat Garrity in. Uh, no, sorry, Rashad. <laughs> so I'm going Dwight, Rashad, T Mac, JJ, and Jameer. That'll be my five. So there we go. Cool. So Neil, cool. Neil, favorite yes. jersey then? I'm reckoning you've. I'm reckoning that there's a possibility that you've already told us which one it is. Yeah, have I? Yeah. Well, the. To be honest with you, any of the pinstripe era, I just think not only do I think they're the best uh, Magic jerseys, I think they're the best NBA jerseys. Call me biased, but I just think that the black and blue pinstripes were fantastic. Look, and I, I think I read when we brought the blue ones back a couple of years ago that yeah. we, were on, we were only going to bring them back on anniversary years, and I hope that's not the case because I think we ought to bring them back. But... I think there's a rule you can only bring them back like every five or six years. I mean, silly like mm, that. Yeah. Mm. Well, you're obviously right because if you had to pick your Penny jersey next to a, a Bulls jersey and a Charlotte Hornets jersey, clearly it is the best, isn't it? So Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where do you stand on the City jerseys, by the way? On uh, last seasons, this seasons, or the the space themed ones? What were your thoughts on them? Um, I, I think they're getting better with time. I think I've, I've sort of liked each one more with each one that's that's uh, come out. I really enjoyed last year's one. I think it was just like completely different kind of with the new court and all that sort of thing. And then I think this year's one took it to the next step in terms of, wow, this is like quite striking. I'm just, I don't know whether they'll be bold enough to go for the all orange maybe with white pinstripes or something like that. I think that might be a little bit too bold, uh, but we'll see. But no, I think that they're nice. And it's nice to do yeah. something that's completely di different from your normal colour scheme as well. Gee, you want us to wear them uh, nice yellow ones that the heat of uh, just rolled out. I mean, was it described oh. as urine, urine gold or something? <laughs> no comment. They look too similar <laughs> to the lake one. <laughs> Can I be controversial? I don't think they were that bad. Am I the only one? <laughs> Awkward yeah, silence. You're, by yourself, I, mate. No. you're on an island. Uh, I just thought they looked like Pacers ones. They just look like Indiana Pacers ones to me. Yeah, yeah. But as a Leafs fan, I can't hate yellow, yellow jerseys, can I? It's our second kit. Oh, um, while we're on the jersey topic, can I just mention when we were talking about the urn jerseys, I've got one little bugbear with this. Because you guys know I'm a bit of a perfectionist and, and a bit of an OCD. No, really? That I like the new urn jerseys, but have you noticed the star on the waistband of the shorts? It's not even square on. They've got it twisted and angled, so it's not... It yeah, just... I've seen it, yeah. It's strange, you're right. It's, why have they done that? And then they did wallpapers the other day for Wallpaper Wednesday, and they've done the same on that. So that's obviously a new thing they're going to go with just to wind me up. Get with the times, never, Mikey. Oh, mate, I can't be doing with it. <laughs> the point should be at the top. <laughs> I, I only ever buy the jerseys, so I never look at the shorts. I look at, do I like the jersey, and that's it. Are we a fan of the ball logo on jerseys? Because I don't mind it. I, 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 like, mean, it. I, I like it, yeah. The, the main ball logo? Yeah. I'd sooner have Orlando or Magic on there myself, but it's not bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, back to the questions. <laughs> Neil, um, any experiences of meeting players or former players? Yeah, uh, there's been quite quite a few. We're try, trying to think, well, trying to narrow it down to the best ones. Um, Nick Anderson, who I know uh, you guys might be talking about later, he's, um, 
he I met him and it was we I was over there with my now wife and it was my sister's birthday back in back in the UK and he very kindly recorded a video message saying happy birthday to her that I was able to send back which was great Quality. um and then when I was over there with my family uh, me and my sister were at the uh, mall uh, millennia and she said uh, that's uh, Bo Outlaw over there walking down this uh, escalator thing and I was like no 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 it isn't it's like yeah yes it is I said no no can't be anyway it turned out that it was Bo Outlaw I, I should have realized really because not that many six nine guys wandering around um so yeah went up to him and had a bit of a chat it was nice he signed something for me and uh, yes there's been a few few pictures with Vooch and uh, all the depot when he was here um so yeah, I generally find that the players that we've had have been, you know, quite approachable and you know willing to give a bit a bit of their time. Yeah, yeah. Have you done the ultimate lounge? Have you done that? The experience of that? Yeah, I've done that a few times. It's um, I think it's absolutely great the access that you get to players and uh, yeah. seems strange now when you see it on the games and people are obviously still in there, but they've got these massive screens up. So you're obviously not really get, getting the interaction that you might have paid for, no. but yeah, it is good. So what's uh, your best game that you've attended? Um, this is a difficult one. Um, probably I went, I was there for round one game two, 2009 playoffs against Philly. Um, so the Magic had lost game one on a Iguodala game winner. Um, and in game two, everyone was kind of like that mixture of expectation that we'll win versus nerves that we could be down 2 0 and we're the third seed and they're the sixth seed. Uh, Andre Miller absolutely killed us that game. We had Philly, San, Philly fans sat just behind us and to the right of us, uh, which was pretty bad. But then um, everyone, I, I remember it because everyone played quite badly other than Courtney Lee who was absolutely amazing. I think he had 24 points, 26 points, and he just hit mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper and uh, got us back to level the series 1-1. One, one. Um, so that was definitely a memorable one. But if I can just mention uh, another one, um, we were there the following year. We'd done some travelling around the States when we got uh, engaged and I managed to convince my partner to uh, tack on a week in Orlando at the end of our travelling. Uh, as you do, and um, we were all, we, we, I think we saw maybe two or three regular season games, it was the end of the regular season, so we are all set for flying home, and we got in the car to drive to the airport, we started getting these texts from back home saying, I don't think you'll be able to fly home, and we were like, why, what's, what's going on? So we got to the airport and said, no, I'm sorry, but you can't fly, you'll, you'll need to go back, so why? Oh, there's been this, uh, this eruption and we were there the time that the um, Icelandic volcano, whose name no one can ever pronounce, had uh, erupted and the ash cloud had stopped transatlantic flights. So um, it ended up, with, I think we stayed another six or seven days, which did mean that we were there for game one of the Bobcat series. So I remember being at that, being at that game and thinking, well, this is costing us a lot of money to still be here, but at least I'm getting to experience this. So. That was pretty amazing result. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah quality result. Quality result. Yeah, brilliant. What oh, year was that? Cool. Was that 2010? That was 2010. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the Bobcats had. Um, that was the year where we beat the Bobcats four 0 We swept them, didn't we? Yeah, we, the first we two the series. Then we swept was... the Hawks, and then we had about nine days off, and everyone was just like, "We are playing amazingly. We're gonna." And then we played the the. Cel the Cel Celtics who were coming off a tricky series yeah. and I think that nine, eight, nine days off we just looked like we almost acted like the intensity had gone, um, you know that just too long, longer period off and we all know what happened unfortunately. A Bobcat series, I think DJ was uh, their starting point guard at the time if I remember rightly Yeah, they had um, Stephen Jackson was probably there yeah, uh, best played. Gerald Wallace, I think, was played played for them at That's that right. time as well. Yeah, cool. All right, thank you for that, Neil. Um, so next episode we will be filming next Saturday, the twentieth of March, and we're delighted to be joined by Orlando Magic royalty, as um, as we've alluded to. 
so he's the franchise's very first player back in 1989, uh, and we're all super excited. So that episode should drop on Sunday, Mikey. Probably about midnight or so. No, I'll, I'll, I'll edit it that night, and then it'll be up late night, yeah. Saturday evening. So Gio will be like, oh, friend. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. So the week ahead, so we have three games. We play the Miami Heat on Sunday uh, at 11 p.m. We play the New York Knicks in New York on Thursday uh, at 11.30 p.m. And we play the Brooklyn Nets on Friday and their bandwagon fans at midnight. So I think Paul's got the first two. Yes, uh, I'm not going to go on about the Heat. Um, we previewed them last week. We've already reviewed the game. Um, they're fourth in the East, 20 and 18 on the season, 25th offensively, which I still find bizarre. Fourth defensively. And uh, they are nine and 10 on the road this in the last, uh, sorry, this season, they've won three on the trot, and they are nine and ten across their last games. Um, nine of ten across the last ten games, they've got uh, Bam Adebayo, Avery Bradley still out, and Myers Leonard is away from the team for uh, <laughs> personal reasons. We'll describe it as. <laughs> uh, and then the Knicks. Uh, who are playing at the moment. Um, they are 19 and 19 on the season, tied for seventh at uh, 500 with Charlotte, but they've played more games, so they are seventh as opposed to sixth. Six and four in their last 10, uh, lost last time out to the Bucks when they left it, they were losing to OKC as well. Um, they are 11 and seven, yeah, 11 and seven at home. This season, I'm not going to tell you that I had to change this very quickly before we did this because I'd uh, done it as if we were playing in the Amway. <laughs> Stats were all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they've got Alfred Payton out, Manuel Quickly, Austin Rivers, Mitchell Robinson, and Derek Rose. So, but uh, when we've played them the last three games in the MSG, the Knicks have won. So, time to break that run. Yeah, uh, Mikey Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn on Friday uh, midnight tip off. Um, they've just acquired has been uh, Blake Griffin, <laughs> and, uh, and they're uh, in the running. <laughs> they're in the running for Andre Drummond apparently as well. So you'd expect them to be favourites to win the East if that happens as well. Um, they're twenty five and thirteen, second in the East with the fourth best overall record. Um, they play the Pacers on Wednesday. They've got a day off before we play them on Friday. Uh, they're 11 and 7 on the road, 18 and 7 since acquiring James Harden. Um, but they've only, interestingly, only had seven games where Harden, Durant, and Kyrie have all played together. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie's out for the season. Timothy Lawawu Cabarro is doubtful for Saturday's game, so he might not play next week. Uh, Blake Griffin hasn't played yet for the coach's decision. Um, and Kevin Durant is supposed to have another scan this week on his hamstring strain. So they get a clearer timetable when he's going to return. So I don't expect him to play um, on Friday. Uh, the Nets are first in points per game, 121, 26th in defensive rating at 113. Um, we played them two weeks ago. Um, and it's a bit like last night's game against the Spurs. We had a good first quarter and then we just fell away for the rest of the game then. Um, so that was one we want to forget. Um, the Nets have won the last three. Cool. Thank you for that. So just a quick recap of the predictions last week. Uh, so unfortunately, we did go 0-2 with Paul, the only person correctly guessing uh, <laughs> the week. Uh, I can't believe myself... I'm, ce I'm celebrating as losing. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That's two of us in two to... weeks. Is that two weeks you got yeah. right now, Paul? It is, Macy, yes. Yes. Right. G, how yeah, many have you got? I think I've got one over the course of the season. Two, one and one but so it, far then. We'll have to go back and review them all though. So there we go. So Josh went 2-0, and oh, obviously incorrect. <clears throat> Mikey and I went 1-1, one and one. Paul went 0-2. Oh so this week now, three games. Um, what do you think then, Neil? Well, if we're trotting out the same guys that we did last yeah. night, it's got to be Owen 
0-3. Uh, but I think AG will be back for the Heat game because I think last night was mainly just resting his knee. Sorry, not his knee, his ankle. Um, so I'll say 1-2 and two with either the Heat or the Knicks being the win. I'll probably say I'll go for the Heat as the win. Okay, cool. Paul? Hart says that we can get two and one. Hedge says it's zero and three. Um, that's a quite that's quite a difference. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I genuinely think we we have got the ability to stay with Miami. I think we've got a good chance of beating New York. Um, I don't see the Nets being much of a competitive game, to be honest with you. Uh, no. Two and one. Stuff it. Let's go for it. Good man. Michael? Assuming we get some people back. Yeah. Well, we've only played two games since the All-Star break and we're already starting to think, well, there's only 34 of this to go. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm just going to go own three. And it's... It's all hinging up. I don't even think it makes a difference if we get injuries back. Do, do you guys, I'm going to put this out as a question. Do you think the Magic are starting to embrace the tank? <laughs> I don't want to say yes. that word. But they have to you know. You know my answer because I said it to you a couple of days back after, I think I said it as after the Miami game. That Was it the we... injury report? Was say, it when the injury again, report was was it when the injury report was released and it was just out and it wasn't questionable? Um, there, there was an element of that, but it was also how a little bit of the fight went in the fourth quarter. Um, we didn't push as hard to get back into it. I didn't feel um, Aaron Gordon. I think he went out during the third. Would you perhaps have not kept? some of his minutes for the fourth quarter to to be a finisher. I don't know. But I, I started to have questions around it then. Yeah. Um, the injury report for the Spurs game made me think, yeah, this is this is starting to look that way. The, the lines that yeah. you see, teams that are tanking, were beginning to come out, weren't they? That uh, yeah. we need to sit guys to give them some, some time to recover. That's what Clifford said the other day, wasn't it? Which yeah. is exactly what tanking teams say and do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, look, we all want a high draft pick and, and we want to get Cade Cunningham or one of these guys at the top of the draft um, to add to Fultz and Isaac and, and Vooch next season, hopefully. But yeah, um, I can't see anything else than, than 0-3 next week, honestly. Because I think... I was sat there watching that heat game the other evening thinking, do you know what? I might just get it right this week. <laughs> I was thinking up yeah. to like three quarters, they were playing well. We were toe-to-toe -to -toe yeah. with them. Um, and then the one thing I have noticed in the last two games is Vooch is playing frustrated, especially down the stretch that when decisions aren't going their way, there's a lot of arms in the air flailing. And I don't know, there's, yeah. It's, it's difficult to say which way that it's going to go, but I, yeah, I'm going to go own three. I can't see us beating the Knicks on the road, and and there's, I don't think there's any chance of beating the Nets. I can see us beating the Knicks. I generally can. And you've mentioned a long list of injuries there. Um, whilst we've got a lot, I can see possibly Evan, Terence Ross coming back, um, and Evan's in a contract year. <laughs> Trade. So <laughs> it's nasty coffee so, bar there, Mikey. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, just a, it's not COVID. <laughs> yeah, just a quick word on Evan. If the Magic want to consider trading him, the trade deadline's less than two weeks away. So they could do with getting him a few games before then, just so people know that he's not because he's missed a lot of games. The back, the back spasms went yeah. on a lot longer than you would normally think that they would. And now he's, I think, has he got a groin issue now? So, or have they? <laughs> or have they? Yeah, yeah <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he, he does have a very, very long history of injuries with the Magic, though. He's missed a lot of games. I don't think there's been a season where he's made a full season. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so going back, I'll go one and two. I'll say we'll beat the New York Knicks. So have that, Mark Dobson, who's my friend, who's a New York fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So one, one and two. Um. So moving on, Paul's favorite part of the show, which is back this week. Hurrah! So magic Yay. trivia. So I have three questions for you. I have um, allocated you one each, but if you want to have a go as a collective, you're more than welcome. Um, so what would you like to do? So essentially, it's going to be five clues and it's guess a player. Okay? Simple. Um, so do you want to do it individually or as a team? I don't I'm mind. happy to have as much help as you want. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it individually then. Go right, on then. Paul, this, Paul, this is yours. Okay. Okay, mate. Clue number... Clue number one. I was born on May the 4th, 1992. Okay. You can have a guess if you want. No. 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 Okay. I play the shooting guard position. Okay. Evan? Nope. It's not Evan. Okay. okay. Three. I played college basketball for the Indiana, Indiana Hoosiers. Come on, Paul. You should know this. Come on. Yeah. That, that's surely... No, <laughs> it's it's, no. it's 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 one that you've had difficulty pronouncing in previous podcasts that I've one, listened oh to. Oh my lord! Guys. One of many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's Victor then. It Oladipo? is Victor Oladipo. That's correct. So yeah, <laughs> so you got it after three. So the next, the fourth clue would have been I was drafted number two by the Magic in 2013, and the last there. clue. And the last clue would have been I wore the jersey number five in my time in Orlando. So there we go. Okay, Mikey, ready? Okay, question one. I was born on the 19th of February, 1980. You can have a guess if you want. No? No, go on. Okay, I'm a two time NBA champion. No? Um, no, go on. Third no, quite, clue. Third, third clue. I played college basketball for the Florida Gators. If you don't get it on this one, I, I think you'll get the next one. Go on. I've got an idea. Go on, Neil. It's not Jason Williams, is it? It's not Jason uh, Williams, no. That's not a bad shout, actually. He he um, did he did he did play for the Gators, Jay Will. He did, and he yeah. did win a championship as well. But I can't remember how many. Um, clue number four: I won NBA Rookie of the Year in two thousand and one. Oh, Mike Miller. There you go. Mike uh, Miller is yeah. correct. And the last clue would have been: I wore number fifty with my time with the Magic. Okay, Neil, you ready? I am. Okay. I was born on the 26th of November, 1970. Oh, 1970. So what's that? Makes them what? 51? 50? 50? 50-ish? 50, 50, 50 Horace Grant? No, it's not Horace Grant. Clue number two. I was undrafted in 1995. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, this guy... Played for the Magic, right? He did. Okay. Um, I think you're going to get it after the next one. Undrafted in 95. Daryl Armstrong? It's not Daryl Armstrong. Okay, clue number three. I played for the Sheffield Sharks of the BBL in 97-98. John Amici. Gotta be. It is John Amici. Uh, clue number four would have been I played for the Magic between 99 and 2001 as part of the Heart and Hustle team. And the last clue was I retired from the NBA in two, 2003 after two seasons with the Utah Jazz. So, yeah, John Amici. Fact, so, of, the day, fact of the day about Meech is that he's actually in the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, I know for why. being the, the, the first basket of the new millennium. Millennium. Yeah. yeah, in Miami, wasn't it? First basket. Yeah. New arena as well, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, 
There we go. There we go. Good that one, um, G. Good quiz. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, like that. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, so I got to do another plug. Um, so don't already have NBA League Pass, please use our affiliate links so that you never miss a game. This will enable you to watch the whole entire 2020-2021 season. And this, of course, assists us with the running cost of keeping the website paid for, etc., and all the content that we bring. Um, you can stay up to date with all Orlando Magic news, previews, reviews, and more by checking on our website at orlandomagicuk.com. And please follow all our Orlando Magic UK social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, so thank you very much, Neil, for joining us uh, this evening. I uh, hope pleasure. you enjoyed it. I have, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Been a real ple- You're pleasure. You're welcome. Anytime. So until next week, when we welcome the great one, go Magic. You've been listening to the Penny for Your Thought podcast from the guys at the Orlando Magic UK. Please subscribe to the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. Check out our website, theorlandomagicuk.com, the UK home for fans of the Orlando Magic, and support us by using our links to the official NBA store and Fanatics for your official sports merchandise, including the NBA, the NFL, and many more. Follow us at Orlando Magic UK on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Go Magic!